Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to this week's Geek Town Radio. I'm Dave and I'm here this week with Matt. Hello. How are you doing? I'm okay, yeah. I haven't been too well, but apart from that, I've been all right. Yeah, good. <laughs> There's a lot of things flying around at the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we're changing into summer now, aren't we? So. Yes, yes. Well... Sort of, although it doesn't well, feel like it today. Yesterday, it rained yesterday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, what have you been up to? Quite a few things. I've got a little list in front of me. So, um, I've been playing, well, I've actually stopped playing it because, uh, well, I'll explain in a moment, but Lords of the Fallen. Don't know if you've heard of that. Name rings a bell, yeah. Came out about two years ago, but in, I think, November or December, it was one of the three games with gold on Xbox. Right, okay. And uh, no matter which games they are, I've downloaded, it's, you know, that's the point of having uh, Xbox gold so that you get the free games that you're given. Yes. Um, so I've got that, and then uh, I know I've run out of things to play, but wanted to just try it. Some people compared it to like Dark Souls, so apparently I'm a bit of a Dark Souls fan, which I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a super Dark Souls fan. <laughs> and then three games to come out, and I still don't know about the Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's all right. I actually have stopped playing it because I sort of just didn't have any more fun with it, and it just got a bit too difficult. And if I was going to change the difficulty, I'd have to start again, uh, and that would be just even more annoying. Oh, that, um, and I, ha- I have a lot of things to play and watch, so I'll get back to it maybe at another time. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it just got a bit too difficult. Also, Disney Infinity. I got oh, yeah. um, I got the 2.0 Avengers starter pack, uh, which comes with Iron Man, Thor, and uh, Black Widow. Oh, okay. Um, I think the Avengers base isn't quite as good as the... I think it's the either Night, Night of Republic or Twilight of the Republic. Yeah, that will be Twilight, I think, won't it? Yeah, that, that one had... It seemed to have a bit more life in it than what this Avengers one has got. You sort of just go around and fight these like ice monster things that Loki has summoned. Right. It's it's a storyline where you sort of fight against Loki and you have a fight against himself, which is quite difficult. Um, But then, I mean, those are the the Star Wars ones of uh, Disney 3.0, aren't they? Not um, not 2.0. So that sort of makes sense. Yeah, because you've got 1.0, which is like uh, Toy Story and Incredible, like more classic Disney kind of things. And then 2.0 is all the... Avengers things, uh, and like there's a Spider Man one, and there's a 
Guardians of the Galaxy one as well. Okay. Uh, and then 3.0 is all the Star Wars ones. And then there's an Inside Out playset with 3.0. Yeah, there is there is an Avengers or Marvel playset for that as well, but I think it's a sort of um, oh yes, the battlegrounds battleground yeah. smash yeah. thing. Yeah, like a Smash Bros. but with Disney Infinity. It's quite cool. Yeah, uh, I haven't got to play that yet. It's just come out. It's a lot more expensive than all the rest as well. Okay, like double the price, but it's like brand new. So that's probably yeah. why. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, the figures are quite cool. They're quite good. Um, I think I sent you a photo of the ones that I have, and then you. Sent me a photo of your Star Wars ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah you've no, got, I you've got a few. Yes, yeah. no, I, I, I do love the figures. Um, the games are fine, but yeah, you can pretty much play through them in an afternoon. But the, um, mm. the, the figures themselves, I think, are so nicely done. So I got into collecting the Star Wars ones. So I've got the full set of the Star Wars ones. Um, oh, nice. And and randomly, I've got the um, uh, Hulk armor as well the Iron Man Hulk armor because okay. they were doing a two for one deal and I got all the Star Wars ones at that point. So, so I, and I like that figure. So I ended up getting that as well. Yeah. So that's been quite good. Uh, I put the Witcher 3 on my list. I haven't started it yet, but I thought I could talk about that. Have you played Witcher 3? No, I haven't. I know Chris plays it quite a lot. Um, I, he may have actually finished it now. I, I really struggle with the Witcher series. I, I found the first one got a bit tedious after a while and yeah. I usually love those sort of games. So, you know, I may go and get it if it comes up on sale at some point. I may get it for the PC. Yeah. I've kind of realized that the TV I watch during the week, in about four to seven weeks, some of it's going to, like, flash narrow. I've got, like, four weeks left and things like that. So towards the summer, I might give it a go because there won't be as much yeah. as much on and I'll have a bit more time because apparently it's quite a lengthy game. So uh, Yes, I believe yeah, it is, I, yeah. I remember, I remember playing the first hour and realizing how big the game was and being like, no, I have to come back later to this. Because <laughs> that was like the busy, you know, towards Christmas where like everything was on at the same time. Yeah. It was kind of that point. Uh, but yeah, I'll get back to it eventually. Um, it got several Game of the Year awards as well. In fact, I don't know a Game of the Year award that wasn't given to Witcher. Yeah. So, yeah, it must be pretty incredible. But I'm probably going to play it from the start just to kind of start again. Uh, so that should be quite fun. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront, I kind of dipped back into that a yeah. little bit. Uh, I get why people are disappointed and after about an hour, it's a bit boring. Yeah. The problem is, is it is that a lot of content I've noticed especially now because I've gone back to it after a few months, is it's like, if you want to play this, get the season pass. If you want to play this, get the season pass. Yeah. And it's like £40 for season pass. Yeah, that's what Chris so said like, about it. Yeah, a lot of content locked behind that, and it's quite frustrating. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's, a good, it's a good game, and sometimes when I listen to like uh, a few podcasts and things, I sort of have that on, play a bit of that. Um, what's yeah. your favourite like, game mode from it? Um, I quite like the ones where you, uh, the, there's one where you, you're, you play a like group of heroes, um, and they, there's a group of the, the sort of bad guys and a group of the good guys. And so you play four on one of four of the key characters or one of their guards, but I, yeah, I quite like that. There's hero hunt, which is one player is a particular hero oh, okay. or, or villain. And then everyone else is like a normal character, like yeah. a stormtrooper or something. And then there's heroes versus villains is where there's That's five the on each side. Yeah. You know, three each and then two spare kind of stormtroopers or whatever. Uh, and that's, that's that one. Yeah. I went on, uh, cause there was a little section on the game that said like, here's some updated news. I thought, all right, if I go there, I'll maybe have a bit of a better look at new stuff. And there was this video of, I can't remember the name, but it was something mode and it had, you know, it was, 
know when it's like heroes versus villains and you can see three circles on one side three circles on the other yeah like the three heroes and three villains there was four on each side hmm. so i think they're hopefully adding maybe four, maybe uh, which we've been waiting for for a long time yeah because uh, they could add like you know yoda kylo ren yeah because there wasn't Finn, much, Rage. there wasn't much fourth force awakened stuff if any, when I played it last time, because it was pre Force Awakens coming out, so yeah, so yeah. yeah, I imagine there must be some more of that sort of stuff going in. I would have thought, yeah, there's some, there's some opportunity to improve it, but it could be worse. But it's still quite fun, yeah. So, uh, but not a fun game to play for like four or five hours. I think, yeah, no, it's a nice thing to dip in and out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The usual DC and Marvel TV. Um, one thing I'm, it might be kind of spoilery, so I won't talk about it too much, but uh, there's one thing in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that I'm quite ecstatically happy about, which was really awesome. Uh, what do you think of the Marvel TV and DC TV lately? I've been really enjoying Flash. I think Flash has been very, mm. very strong. Um, yeah. I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been good as well. What was the bit that you you particularly liked? Um a particular, re- a particular relationship that has surfaced. Ah, okay. I was like, yes, finally. <laughs> Goodness. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, I know the one you mean. Yes, that has been going on for a while. <laughs> yeah. Like since the first season. <laughs> so, yes. I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been good. I think, uh, yeah, Flash, I've been really enjoying. I'm quite enjoying Legends. It's a bit cheesy in places, but I am quite enjoying it as well. Um, yeah. Arrow, Arrow's okay. I can, I feel like Arrow's getting back to being better. It has been poor in parts this season, but I just, I can just feel it getting, you know, the end of season goodness, you could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. There's the the whole um, uh, unfortunate incident with one of the major characters, uh, <laughs> shall we say, mm. um, which, which, uh, you I know, I was so- quite shocked by that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was quite surprised. And they've said that that character won't be returning as well. So, um, yeah, that that was kind of interesting. Yeah, um, I hope they don't do, like, Lazarus Pit. As much as I like that particular character, if they use Lazarus Pit again, it will just be like, you can kind of kill anyone off and just bring them back. Yeah. So, yeah, it needs I, to be a bit more permanent, I think. Yes, I, I think, you know, otherwise, what's the point of killing the characters off if you can just resurrect them anytime you like? Yeah. Uh, I saw Batman v Superman on my birthday, which was... Oh, yes. Yeah, it was 17th April, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, something yes. like that. Time flies. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was really good. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I can understand some of the complaints. Um, I thought Wonder Woman was amazing. I can't wait to see her solo film. Yes. Uh, which I think is next year or the year after. I'm not sure. Mm, uh, sure. I, I need to go back actually and listen to yours. I can't remember who it was with, but you did uh, a spoiler cast on it. Yes, it was with Ross, that one. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I really liked Batman. I like Batman more than Superman, so I'm obviously team Batman. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's something about Superman I don't find... Interesting. Oh, I think he was very underused in that film. I just don't think it was particularly well written. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think the whole reason for the uh, fighting, it, it was, was a bit tenuous. And then the reason for them stopping fighting was even worse. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. just appalling. So um, I, I just, I think it could have been written a lot better. That's all. Uh, I also saw Captain America 3. Yes. Cap 3 here. Yeah. Yeah, Captain America 3. Uh, really enjoyed it as well. Uh, really enjoyed Spider-Man and Black Panther, the yeah. two new characters. They were really good. Uh, enjoyed Scarlet Witch, who's a relatively new character. What do you think of Captain America 3? I really enjoyed it. I think it takes all the sort of themes from Batman and Superman and 
works them better. <laughs> yeah, it works them a lot better. You know, the the reasons for the fighting are more obvious. A lot more consequences to them as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the, it was just a far more coherent movie. And given the amount of balls they're juggling with that film, you know, because you're not just dealing with two characters, you're dealing with this whole raft of them. So yeah. I feel like they dealt with the number of characters they had quite well. Yeah. I didn't feel like, where's this character, where's that character? It's not enough of this character or that character. Like, you had some roles that were a bit more of a, of a cameo or like a recurring like uh, Ant-Man yeah yeah but it was more about sort of closer Avengers kind of characters like the Black Widow and uh, you know Captain America Iron Man Bucky that's those yeah. kind of characters I mean it's about sort of bringing to an end that group of the Avengers I guess um, and and you know starting a new Avengers I suspect for the next movies um, yeah I actually picked up a comic book recently uh, it's the all new, I've got it in front of me actually, uh, all new, all different Avengers, and it's basically got a female, female Thor, uh, it's got, I'm sure it's the Falcon as Captain America? Yes, it's it like is. the Falcon character. Yeah, it is. It's got Miles Morales' uh, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which you can still use, uh, Peter Parker's, it's got Miss Marvel, Nova, and uh, Vision. Right, okay. So it's quite like, you know, no Hulk, there's no... No, uh, Steve Rogers, yeah. Captain America, that kind of thing. So it's like a bit different. So maybe they could go towards that. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, possibly. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, there have been so many different teams of Avengers over the years. They've been, well, I mean, every so often they kind of reboot them with a different lineup. So, you know, it's not impossible that that sort of thing is going to happen. Yeah. I'd love to see one with uh, Black Panther, Spider-Man, the Falcon, maybe Captain America, Iron Man. Black Widow, maybe Hawkeye. Yeah. That sort of team, yeah. Yeah. Um, there has been some talk of them doing um, a, a solo Black Widow movie as well. That would be again. amazing. That's needed to happen for yeah. how um, many years? Yeah. And they're also saying, I'm sure I read something recently that said that Captain Marvel will be in the the um, Infinity War movies. Oh, okay. Which may not be called Infinity War now. I seem to remember because oh, yeah, you know, it's going to be I split into a name change. Yeah, yeah, there's some sort of name change because they didn't like the idea that it sounds like it's one movie cut in half, whereas they're actually going to plan the Russos are planning to do them as two very distinct movies, apparently. So, okay. Um, wait, when are those due? Like 2018 or something? Um, no, we've got the, the not next year, the year after, I think. So. And in the part two or whatever the next one's yeah, we'll, like two we'll years later. Yeah, well, it'll either be a year or two years later. Game of Thrones, which has been really awesome. Last yes. episode was shocking and sort of, wow. Uh, obviously, we can't really talk about too much what happened, but uh, what do you think of Game of Thrones? I, I really like it. And to be honest, if you're listening to this and you've not seen Game of Thrones or know what happens at this point, I'd be very, very surprised. <laughs> yeah, true. Because <laughs> it has been everywhere. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, yes, obviously Jon Snow is back. I think, you know, I, I, you know, sorry, spoilers if you've not seen it, but really, come on. Uh, so, yeah, you know, Jon Snow is back. Crap died like a year ago. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, yeah. you, if you've been anywhere in form of any social media or news site over the last sort of um, few days, you know that he came back or since last week, you know, because they revealed that at the end of last week's episode. So, um I think it's been really good. This week's episode was 
slightly less intense possibly than some of the previous ones have been but uh, you know still very good uh you know lowish death count i guess one yeah. historical death and and what for for um modern day deaths oh modern day in quotes <laughs> you know so yeah it's been pretty good i'm gonna probably in terms of the books i'm probably gonna wait till the series finishes now yeah to avoid confusing myself anymore because if i start reading other stuff i might it might make my confusion even worse. Uh, so I'm going to probably just wait till it finishes and then I can kind of treat that as one story. And then it's like, all right, I'll go and read the books and then yeah. that'll be like a different story. I'm going to also replay the Telltale uh, Game of Thrones because I made some bad decisions and then got four out of five kill- characters killed. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Not a very good ending. Uh, yeah. So I need to redo that. I, I still haven't got to the end of those. I need to go back and play um, those again because I, I really can't remember where I got up to. But yeah, I did really enjoy those. I like the Walking Dead ones as well, but the, the Game of Thrones, um, Telltale, I think it's really good. Yeah, I think in the summer there's going to be the Batman one in Walking Dead Season 3. That's just my guess. They said Batman is the summer, but I'm not sure about Walking Dead Season 3. <laughs> yeah. I imagine it will be at the same time. Because they like Telltale like to run two at a time, like they had Borderlands and uh, Game of Thrones running, and when they had Walking Dead, they had Wolf Among Us running. They yes, to kind of which run was two. also brilliant. Yeah, Wolf Among Us was was really good. I am looking forward to the Batman one. The idea of a, a Telltale version of a Batman story, which is him as basically as more of a detective and not just a big action kind of thing, I think is an interesting move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've also got Colony, which I haven't been. Yeah, I've caught, I'm up to date with it. I'm enjoying it, but it's not like lighting the world on fire. No, I know it's, what you mean. I'm a few episodes behind on that because I've got so much stuff to read. You know, I mean, to watch at the moment. I, I just um, haven't kind of caught up with it again. So I think I'm two episodes behind on it. It's fine as a sci-fi. It's okay, but I'm I'm not like yeah, like you say, doesn't really light the world on fire. Yeah, Josh Holland's really good at it though. Yeah, uh, who is Sawyer from Lost? Yes. Uh, and there's also, is it Sarah Wayne Callies? Yes. Yeah, Sarah Wayne Callies from... Prison Break and uh, from Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah I must have lost for some reason. <laughs> um, yeah, Prison Break and Walking Dead. Uh, so that's been all right. That's been good. Uh, there's also Fear the Walking Dead, which I seem to be the only one able to watch it because I got the BT Sport thing. <laughs> uh, so I got the AMC because we watch, yeah. I don't watch football. And that, so. I mean, mm. I don't watch every game. Uh, no, but... We wanted more access than I wanted the AMC. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so it's been really good, actually. Feel good. I've been very pleased with that. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd love to get the AMC channel, but I'm not paying 20 quid just to get it because I've got Sky Broadband, so <laughs> and I'm not changing to BT just to get the uh, just to get a £5 thing for it. So Yeah, I wonder whether if they're going to... Because they've got Preacher coming up. They've got... Uh, I know that Outcast is going to be on Fox because Fox have been advertising that a lot. Um because um, they also advertised it on 11 uh, And then there's Bride with Norman, which I don't know if that will be on AMC. I, uh, the, uh, that, I suspect, will probably stay on AMC. Preacher yeah. isn't staying on AMC. Preacher is going to another channel, but I don't know which one yet. But you it, mean for US and UK? Uh, yeah, for UK. For uh, you know, it's, a, it's an AMC show, so yeah. it'll be on AMC in the US. It won't be on AMC in the UK. It's because... Although AMC make it, they probably make more money by selling it to somebody else first, which is what happened with uh, things like Outcast and Walking Dead, of course. 
Okay. Um, so it it will be on another network, but we don't know which network yet. But it, it's not going to because um, my fear was that they were just going to every AMC show was just going to premiere on AMC, and it yeah. doesn't look like that's going to be the case. So yeah, Preacher will I be think, coming to a different network. I think The Walking Dead will probably stay on Fox for the rest of its I, time I, on air. I think it will um, yeah. because it's a huge earner for those for for Fox, and it's unlikely they, there'll be a thing in the contract that gives them first refusal to buy the new episodes of the show so it can't suddenly default back to amc and they decide not to sell it they will have to try and sell it to fox first so it's only if that becomes financially untenable for them will they stop buying it but otherwise it'll stay there as i say preacher definitely is coming to a different network but i just don't know which one yet okay uh, so I've got three more things. Uh, the Wrong Man's, which I've almost finished. I've got two episodes left. I still haven't uh, got into watching that. Quite good, quite funny. It's, it's a really good blend of seriousness and comedy. Like, uh, Matthew, I can't remember his name. He, he's more like the serious character. And James Corden's character's always like come out with jokes and stuff. Right. It's, it's so good. Uh, so yeah, that's on Netflix if you want to check that out as well. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have a look I don't know that. if it's on BBC Affair. I'm not sure, but it's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, there's a DC Universe Online, which uh, which came onto Xbox One for free. It's like a free-to-play with optional ah. microtransactions kind of thing. Yeah, I've played you that a bit. Basically, like, make your own superhero and just go around and do stuff. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's um, good. I, I had that on PC because it was originally out on PC, um, and I did play that quite a while. Um, and it's good fun. I haven't been back to it in ages, but... Um, I did really enjoy it. So I gave my uh, superhero uh, super speed and then gave him his fighting style as gadgets and then he has bow and arrow, so it's kind of like Batman Flash and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. so I can sort of run around and then you, you have to sort of stop and shoot arrows, but I can kind of be arrow and flash at the same time. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Good fun. Yeah. Uh, you can also use like flight and stuff. Uh, I think gameplay that looks you basically just fly around the sea. Yeah. I like that. Um, Might have to go back and boot that up again because I haven't played it in so long, but it was really good fun. Uh, the last thing I have is Office, the US and UK version. The UK, UK version I finished because it's significantly shorter. Yeah. Um, but I've started watching the US Office. It's a very funny and awkward thing to watch. Like, not awkward for you, but the characters get put in really awkward situations. Yeah. Because it's like a documentary kind of thing, and they get asked like really awkward questions, and the camera's like right in their face at some point. Yeah, it's yeah. really funny. It, it yeah. is. It's it's a good show. I, I mean, I I've not watched the US version. I've only watched the UK version, but the, I I did love the UK version. It was really really good. So yeah, it pretty much is just like a US remake, like the same kind of characters played by different people. Yeah, You've got like the the manager of the office played by Steve Carell. And then played by Ricky Gervais in a UK version. Yeah. yeah. Uh, David Brent. And then I think in the US his name is Michael something. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's been quite fun. Quite funny. There's yeah. like eight seasons of that, so I'm going to have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, that'll uh, keep me going. Yeah. So um, what have you been playing on what? Uh, what have I been up to? Um, this week I was at the um, premiere for Peaky Blinders. In, uh, in Birmingham, they had a red carpet event in Birmingham. So um, we've got some posts and stuff up on the, the website. The newly designed website, it's, we've, we've had a bit of an overhaul. So oh, it looks okay. when, did you, when did you do that? Uh, that went live on Sunday night. So um, okay. yeah, it's, it's similar, but, but it's kind of neater and tidier and, you know, 
So, uh, so go and check out the website and go and check out the news stories because we're posting a lot more news at the, as well at the moment. Yeah, we're at the Peaky Blinders premiere. We've got like loads of photos and there's a couple of interviews with the cast, uh, the lad that plays Finn in the show and um, a couple of the new new characters. There's a couple of girls who are playing new characters on the show. So we've got video interviews with those. Uh, they're up on the site, so go and have a look at that. i also seen, the obviously, the first episode's now gone out on TV, but we saw the first episode when that, that went out there. Um, and um, that's fantastic, again. Um, I mean, I don't know whether you've watched any Peaky Blinders, but it's a fantastic oh, show. It's, very, uh, it's, 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 it's That's one to add to your watch list, because uh, I think... My ever-growing watch list. Your ever-growing <laughs> watch list, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's one to add to it. It's uh, That's really good. So I've seen that. Um, Outcast, which we mentioned earlier, uh, I've I've seen a preview episode of that. I'm not sure how much I'm supposed to say about it, so I have seen okay. a preview episode of that. I, I, I will say that I thought it was brilliant, but I won't say any more than that because um, I, I don't want to get myself into trouble. But um, yeah, so I have seen yeah. it. Uh, but I've I'm going to try and that. pick up the uh, comic or something because I want to kind of do the same thing with Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah treat it in sort of the same way yeah that'd be good also seen the first episode of the magicians which has just come out in five star over here i think the first episode's already gone out oh yeah um that i really enjoyed it's described a bit as sort of harry potter in college um that's not the whole show but the the certainly the first half of this show is about them kind of in their college life is about a group of kids that discover that magic is real and end up um going to a sort of magic university so uh i i really quite enjoyed that we've actually got an interview coming up later with uh, jason roth who's the guy that's the uh, the lead in that show as well so um but yeah that that's one to watch out for gaming wise i've been off gaming quite a lot recently but i've what's got so me i keep hearing you say that last couple of weeks yeah on the show yeah it's I, hard to get game time in at the yeah it's with, it's, uh, it's been sort of that and various other things going on and then you know moving jobs and you know all that mm. sort of thing so uh, and the redesign of the site. So it's been kind of busy, but I'm finally back on some gaming. I bought the um, Nathan Drake series for PS4. So I've I've actually played through the first game all, all before, but I'm going through that again. I'm going to go all th- through all three because I don't think I've played the second and third. Um, I wish I could play them, but I don't have a PlayStation 4. <laughs> I know. I, I do want to get a uh, PlayStation 4. Yeah, so I, I heard you some... say that. I heard you say you might be defecting. So. Mm. Well, I wouldn't, I would, it would just be for exclusives. I'll still keep my Xbox yeah. that stuff, but, yeah. you know, uh, for like Bloodborne and Until Dawn and Uncharted and... Uh, it was Until Dawn exclusive. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, yeah. that that was a good game as well. Really enjoyed that. And yeah. uh, Heavy Rain. Yeah, Heavy Rain was okay. I, uh, I'm not... Oh, and Last of Us. I haven't played that either. Yeah, Last of Us <laughs> is definitely worth getting. Last yeah. of Us is brilliant. Um, the Nathan Drake series are really good as well. Um, they're, they're good sort of action and storytelling games. Yeah. So, uh, so they've been really good. And also this week it was the BAFTAs, of course. So yep. there was a couple of little bits that, that popped out in that. Uh, Wolf Hall that picked up uh, Best Drama and Best Leading Actor for Mark Rylance, which goes on top of his Oscar. I saw next to his Oscar, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and that was a tough category because that was Ben Whishaw, Idris Alba, and Stephen Graham with the, with the three other people in the leading act, actor category. So he, he did extremely well there. Uh, I don't know whether you saw any of Wolf Hall, but he was a really good talent. No, but I know how good of an actor Idris Elba is. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, and for somebody to beat him. So, you know. <laughs> um, 
I mean, Mark Rylis is, is great. He deserved the Oscar for uh, for the um, movie he did with Tom Hanks. So, you know, that was really good. And what was interesting was the amount of people at the BAFTAs coming out defending the BBC, you know, because the government is trying to cut things and there's, they're in the middle of the charter redeal right now yeah. and that sort of stuff. Uh, and it would seem the general consensus across the board is that they don't, from the people at BAFTA, is they don't want things messed with. So, uh, and I don't want things messed with. I think the BBC should stay the way it is. So, <laughs> so yeah, there was that. Uh, this is England 90, 91 for best miniseries. Um, Poldark got the Audience Award. I'm sure that's got nothing to do with the lead actor getting his shirt off all the time. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, Transparent got the international award, and that was that was tough as well because that was up against the Good Wife, Narcos, and Spiral. Wow! Um, and Narcos was an amazing series. Um, I've not seen the Good Wife, but I, I know that's very popular. Um, and I've not seen Spiral either, but I mean, I you know, I, I haven't been and watched Transparent yet, but I might have to go and watch it since everybody seems to rave about great it is. So, but yeah, so so it's been a fairly busy week this week. Yeah. Uh, unless you've got any more news, we'll move on to some actual film and TV news. No, that's it. Okay, cool. Film and TV news this week. Uh, first bit that came up is there are some changes potentially coming to Supergirl. Supergirl at the moment is, I think it may have actually just finished its run in the US um, right yeah. now. Yeah. The difference with Supergirl to the other DC shows, even though they have had a crossover with Flash, is Supergirl runs on CBS and the other shows run on the CW, which are two different networks, but they're run by, um, well, the CW is co-owned by CBS and Warner Brothers. The problem is that there's a monetary issue with Supergirl. Its budget is way higher than the budget for Flash, Arrow or Legends. Um, part of the reason for that is because they shoot it in LA, they don't shoot it in Vancouver, which is uh, where they shoot all the other shows. So it's quite possible that they might be, they're looking to ways of ways to saving the budget uh, and they could be looking to move the show to shoot in Vancouver alongside Flash, Arrow and Legends, even though it's on a separate network. Um, they're all made by Greg Berlanti. Uh, so they're, they're all sort of part of the same thing, which is why you got that Flash Arrow crossover. But yeah, the main reason for this is money. There's a few things that have caused it. One is they shot in LA, assuming that the California Film Commission was uh, going to give it tax credits, which it didn't, um, which would have lowered the cost for it. Uh, so that's the first problem. Second problem has been obviously the, the ratings, which have been fine, but not like completely outstanding, which um, is is what they maybe wanted it for. So they're looking to a way to reduce the overheads for the show. The other issue is the fact that CBS apparently play, pay $3 million per episode in a license fee to Warner Brothers for, um, and I assume, I assume Warner Brothers and DC to uh, air each of the episodes. Um, and CBS want to reduce that. So that's where the sort of problem kind of lies. One of the possibilities is you could move the show across onto the CW in the US from CBS because by moving networks, obviously there's, there's then you've got rid of that problem of paying the license fee because the CW is half owned by Warner Brothers anyway. So, so um, they're not going to really want to pay themselves $3 million out of their own pocket. That makes no sense at all. So that would help reduce the cost. The thing is, if they do that, it has to reduce the budget and it would definitely mean moving the show to Vancouver if they did that. 
or they're very likely. So that means you've got to take all the cast and move them um, to basically another country for six, eight months of the year. So I can't imagine all the cast are going to be completely happy with that. So that, that may make some changes in the show as well, I suspect. Um, plus, if you're cutting the budget back significantly, that is also going to cause changes in the show. I mean, I have to say, I, I, I mean, I assume you watch Supergirl as well. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't have, have put the budget substantially higher for, for Supergirl over Flash or Arrow or Legends. Um, I mean, it, it, you don't see it on screen, I don't think, at all. So whether it's all going into that license fee, no, which does seem a bit ridiculous. The, sure. you know, budget to be bigger, I haven't really noticed it no. in like terms of the episode qualities. Uh, I think the best thing for Supergirl is just to move to ZW because then you've kind of got the whole collection there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know Gotham's on Fox, but that's kind of, you know... It's, that's just sort of whereas, separate thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, whereas Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Legends, they're all kind of one thing so yeah they're all set in the same universe all, yeah yeah because on ad breaks of each show they can advertise the others yeah it will just connect it all very nicely yeah it would that, make that's more sense. quite confused when it first got picked up by cbs yeah so, i mean i yeah. cbs half own um cw with warner brothers which is what also makes that that license fee a bit ridiculous because th- they already have the cw which they co-own so, you know, paying $3 million per episode for the license fee. And, I mean, it may be a case of some of that's going to Warner Brothers and some of that's going to DC, although I think maybe DC and Warner Brothers are part of the same company these days as well, possibly. I can't remember. Yeah. But So it, it all seems kind of shuffling money from one pocket to the other, really. Quite a lot of it, but anyway. Um, yeah. How have the ratings been compared to, like, Flash and Arrow? Um, I know Flash gets around three to four million. Well, that's that's roughly. the other thing. Um, I'm although the ratings ratings have been okay. The thing is, because CBS is a bigger network, if you move it to the CW and it's getting the same ratings as it got on CBS, that's fine because uh, CBS uh, CW is a smaller network, so it doesn't matter if its ratings are a bit lower for some of its shows because it wouldn't expect as many people to be watching because it's a different network and it's a smaller right. network. So, so numbers that might be average on CBS might be good on CW, if that makes sense. Right, yeah. That, I can see CW growing quite a bit at the moment. Like they've picked up, I know they've had it for three seasons, but they got like the 100, they got all these DC shows and stuff. And then they've got like uh, Supernatural is obviously a massive hit. Yeah. Um, they've got a few other things which are doing really well for them. Yeah. I mean, C- CW um, renewed everything this year. Yeah. Um, just across the board. In one go. Yeah. yeah, just in one go went and screw it. Well, just renew everything. So, um, you know, it's it's a decent... They know what works for their brand. So, you know, and it tends to be those sort of teen dramas. So the, it will fit in perfectly well and it would make far more sense for it to be in CW. So... The thing know. is as well, when CW put out that news and they made a list like we've renewed this, this, this and this, even my mind even went, where's Supergirl on this list? And I was like, oh yeah, it's in CBS. Yeah. So even my mind was in that same place. Yeah. It's like, you know, all these superheroes should be in the same place. Kind yeah, of. They, they should be really. Um, uh, having said that though, there is there is a, a another person coming into the DC comic um, pantheon, which is um, sci-fi apparently have it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, 
relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Uh, commissioned a pilot for the TV show Krypton, uh, which has been floating around for a while um, in sort of script form, uh, but they've finally commissioned the uh, the pilot for it. Uh, it's set two generations before the destruction of Krypton. It follows Superman's grandfather as he fights to redeem his, redeem his family's honor uh, when the House of El is ostracized and shamed and tries to save his beloved world from chaos. So um, this is this is father of Durel. Then I guess is uh, the the main lead on this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it's it's another attempt at doing a sort of um, superhero oh. show that's not kind of current superhero. Like a Gotham. Yeah, kind of like thing. a Gotham sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but for Superman, essentially. David Escoy is the man that's running it. He worked on Man of Steel. He worked on Batman v Superman. Um, he also developed Constantine, Da Vinci's Demons, and Flash Forward. So he's got sort of some background in, in doing superhero things for TV and movies. Uh, so he's a, he's a fairly big name to have behind it. It's only a pilot at the moment. There's no guarantee that it will go series yet. It will have to see how sci-fi feel about it once they've seen it. And also just because it's running on sci-fi in the US doesn't mean that it will run on, on sci-fi over here. Um, because again, they make more money by selling it to somebody else. So it could end up on channel five. It could end up on sky, you know, it could end up anywhere. So, that's assuming it goes to series. Just don't do what iZombie did and wait two years. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I watched the first few episodes of that actually recently. Oh. That, that was quite yeah. good. And yeah, I got now on Netflix. email for that about a week or two, two maybe three ago. Yeah. And, um, I like when Netflix does that. They're like, uh, hey, Matthew, here's a new show you might be interested in. Last yes. time it was uh, Jane the Virgin. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then it was like iZombie. I was like, oh, it's finally somewhere here in the yeah. UK. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I have been waiting. I mean, it's amazing. I'm amazed that didn't get pick up, picked up earlier because um, they seem to be picking up some of the additional CW shows because they picked up Rain as well, which is another CW show that that uh, never found a home over here and then sort of ended up on Netflix. So at least they're going somewhere, you know. Yeah. Speaking of Netflix, they've just commissioned their first reality TV show. What's happening? I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. I really, it makes no sense to me. But anyway, uh, it's called Ultimate Beastmaster. Uh, it, it, it will in some way feature still Sylvester Stallone, who's also the exec producer. Um, it has 108 athletes from US, Brazil, South Korea, Mexico, wow. Germany, and Japan, uh, 18 from each. They will be uh, 10 episodes, each showing two competitors from each country. Um, it's described as they're competing in one of the most physically demanding obstacle courses ever devised called The Beast. The nine <laughs> winners from those nine episodes then compete in the final show to get the ultimate Beastmaster title. The the idea is that they will have local hosts for each of the shows. So if you're in Germany, you'll get German hosts that you know. Um, there's like a local stand-up comedian and somebody else, you know. Um, in in the US uh, and the version, the English language version, which I suspect is the one we'll get, uh, it's Terry Crews from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and uh, Teresa oh, cool. Thompson, um, who's a, a US sportscaster. 
they're the, they're going to be the English language slash US hosts. So I imagine we'll get them. As long as he's still in Brooklyn, on that. Yeah, yeah, no. As far as I'm aware, he still is. So they're going to be yeah. the, they're going to be the the local uh, US hosts. Uh, there there are different hosts depending where you are in the world. So yeah, that's that's the idea. I I just don't see how this is going to work because because with a reality TV show with this sort of competitive show, surely the the sort of point is you you build it up over a number of weeks. Whereas it sounds like they're going to dump all ten episodes on at once. Yeah. So, so it means, in theory, you could just go to the last episode and, and see who who actually oh, yeah, won true. it. Skip to the final. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, so, unless, unless they do it as a weekly thing, because Netflix has done that a few times. Yeah, but mainly it's, it's when they've bought in shows that are airing yeah. on the US network when mm, they've done like that. Like Better Call Saul and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, things like Better Call Saul. So they, they have done it. And that, that format to me would make more sense with a reality TV show to we to, to release it weekly. Cause it's not the sort of things that you binge watch your way through. It just, I you know, feels very odd. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't get it. I, I, it feels very odd for Netflix to be getting into this area, but you know, they're, they're getting yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, they, they are. And maybe, Netflix, yeah. then maybe they'll try it and maybe it'll fail horribly. Maybe it'll be massive success. I, I don't... The temptation for me, if I'm not that interested in the show, will be just to go to the end and watch the last episode and say, oh, who won? You know? <laughs> so... Yeah. Plus, it, you, it means that if you're releasing it like that, you don't get any kind of buzz from it because you can't promote it weekly. You know, you're sort of promoting this whole thing in one go. just feels a bit weird. Yeah, it weird. Yeah. So... <laughs> And finally this week, we've got a um, story from Star Wars. They have found their new Han Solo for their young Han Solo movie. Um, and it is a boy called Eldon Entrick. So he's been in a number of movies. Most recently, he was in Hail Caesar. Uh, he was in Beautiful Creatures as well. And um, Stoker, all sorts of things. But uh, yeah, most recently, he's been in Hail Caesar. I, I mean, I... I know some people have said Eric looks nothing like him. I don't know. I think it's a fairly close match, this, this guy. I, I yeah. think they've done reasonably well. As a young Han Solo, he looks the part. Whether it will, he'll be any good in it, I'm assuming that he will be because the casting's been fairly good for the Star Wars movies so far. So I don't know. I, I think it's quite a good pick. Yeah, I've got a lot of uh, Star Wars to watch. <laughs> so I've got to sort of rewatch 4, 5, and 6. Still got to see 7. Ah, so, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you're, well. you're way behind. Yeah. This, um, <laughs> this should, should be really good. It's, um, uh, there aren't any specifics about the film at the moment other than it's the early life of Han Solo uh, and it will feature Chewbacca in it. I wouldn't surprise me if we see him winning the Millennium Falcon at the moment, which means that there'll probably be young Lando Carlson in there as well. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it, 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 it's coming, uh, when's that one arriving? It's not next year, it's the year after. Because we get Rogue One this year, then right. we get the next episode of Star Wars the year after, and then we get the Han Solo movie the year after that. Then it's the final episode of, of this new trilogy, and then there is another movie coming after that, and then movies and movies and more movies. <laughs> so, uh, what, other, what other films do they have planned then, apart from the episodes and stuff? Um, there is... Uh, well, there's there's Rogue One, then the next episode, then Han Solo, then the next episode, 
The last one was rumored to maybe a Bob, be a Boba Fett movie, possibly. Um, okay. After that, we don't know. Other than they've said they will keep on making them. So, so we'll see. Whether it'll carry on the main story or whether they'll do something else, I don't know. Hopefully they make games alongside them as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it's always nice to have more. Fronts, but yeah. I mean, cheaper season passes. I'd like to see a few more kind of story things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, rather than... Because they tend to go either sort of kid stuff, um, you know, or mobile gaming, or they go for the the things like Battlefront. I'd like to see something with a bit more story-driven in it, you know. Um, some, I mean, there is, there's like the Old Republic, but I'd like to see an actual RPG come out, you know. Yeah. A single player RPG, I would, I, I would really like to see. But uh, well, there was a tweet that had John Boyega. He was tweeting to, I think it was EA or something, and he said, "Oh, I'm joining Battlefront, but I'd like a uh, campaign." And I think he said something like, "Come into the office and we will talk or something." It was a few <laughs> months ago. Everyone was like, "Oh, what's this?" Yeah, interesting. Yeah, see, Twitter's good for that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, that's all the news for this week. Uh, next up, we've got the interview. The interview this week is with uh, Jason Ralph. He's the lead in the new series, which is uh, airing on Thursdays at 9pm on Five Star called The Magicians. Um, as we said earlier, it's described as Harry Potter at university, although that's kind of oversimplifying it a little bit. Uh, it's based on the Lev Grossman novels, um, the Magicians stars uh, Jason Ralph, who uh, has been the Aquarius in the most violent year. He's um, Quentin Coldwater, brilliant grad student who enrolls in secret upstate New York University specializing in magic. He and his 20-something friends soon discover that their magical fantasy world that they read about their, their, as children is all too real, and it poses a grave danger to humanity. We had a chance to catch up with Jason over the phone a few days ago, so uh, here's the interview with Jason, and we'll uh, see you afterwards with some air dates. Hi, Jason. How are you? Hey, how's it going? I'm good. Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Um, so we, you're you're on to talk about your your new TV show. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's called The Magicians. Do you want to give me a bit of background about it? Uh, yeah. So well, The Magicians is a show on Sci-Fi that's based on a book series by uh, Lev Grossman, which was a New York Times bestseller a couple of years ago. Uh, like a highly popular book series. I was drawn to the book series because um, I've never seen a take on sci-fi and magic that felt so grounded in reality and felt less like a book or a series or a show about magic and more of a show about human beings dealing with magic and the repercussions of magic in their lives. So did you know the book series beforehand? Um, I didn't. I I started reading right as I began auditioning and the audition process was quite long. Uh, So I'd finished the trilogy and become like a very quick and like very uh, rabid fan and, and, and therefore kind of became like quite protective of the materials very quickly. Um, And I was lucky to find myself in a position where I was able to meet with the creative team before accepting the job and, and asking questions and making sure that we were all on the same page about why we loved the story and what we loved about the story and, and how we wanted to tell it. And, um, 
uh, it was very fortunate to, to be able to have that conversation. It went well, and I, I left it very excited and with the knowledge that like, this was the kind of team that I wanted to work with and creating this story. Yeah. As you know the book quite well, I've just got a copy of the book, so I've I've only just started reading it. How how different is the book oh, yeah. to the TV series? Um, there, we, of course, had to change some things. Uh, mostly those things have to do with the timeline and when things happen. But yeah. traditionally, we're, we're sticking to like the how and why. Uh, hopefully, we're able to stay true to the characters and the tone and the feeling of the novel, while some things may be out of order. Specifically, book one and book two in the TV series has sort of been combined because the first half of book two deals with one of the characters, Julia. It deals with her backstory right. um, and it sort of like goes back in time in flashbacks. So we've taken those flashbacks and moved them to the present so we get to watch the two stories unfolding simultaneously. Right, okay. Um, and and, uh, and our, our writers have worked very closely with uh, the author of the novel, Cliff Grossman, uh, throughout the entire process and, and he has sort of signed off on on a lot of the changes and seems very <laughs> seems happy to have had the opportunity to kind of like go back and edit some <laughs> things and like fix some things that he thought maybe didn't unfold the way that he had hoped you know <laughs> yeah yeah must be must be an interesting experience for him as well going going back through that oh certainly i can't imagine were, were you a fan of magic in general before this because you have to learn some uh, you seem to need to learn a few magic tricks or at least sort of sleight of hand things like with the, with the coin and stuff. Um, or was that CGI'd on or, um, well, you know, I've always been like a, an, an enamored fan, but you know, from afar, I, I, I certainly didn't know any magic going in, but with a, um, production had brought in a couple magicians, um, who taught me like a, a couple simple tricks. I, I worked a couple, like for about a month and a half on that, on that coin trick, yeah. all the magic that you see in the pilot, all the practical magic is real. Oh, cool. uh, and I, and it was really important to us that it be real so that when we move into the, uh, the fantasy magic in the show that, that there's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. That makes um, sense. Yeah. And so, you know, I learned a lot of like basic card handling skills, uh, I, m- most of the things that I know are things that make it look like I know more than I do, <laughs> like small flourishes and things. A lot, a lot of the ends of a couple tricks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, was this your first experience using green screen? Because obviously, a lot of this stuff is done, uh, you know, with with digital effects afterwards. And I know that can mean quite a lot of acting to tennis balls on sticks and that sort of stuff. H- how is that experience? You know what. I- uh, I have been so lucky on this project, uh, all of the actors have, and that I think I would maybe in front of three green screens the entire season. Uh, our our art department did such a, an amazing job at trying to make as much of the magic practical as possible, that when we when we do a trick, the actual environment around us changes and shifts, which is a gift in that, I have to play a little bit less pretend, you know, that like when, when I have a flourish with my hand, the room goes dark and the wind starts to blow. Uh, <laughs> then that's a real thing. And that's something that I don't have to act. I just get to react to. You yeah. Know? yeah. This show has been described as sort of Harry Potter at university. Um, do you, what do you think of the comparison between, between this and the Harry Potter stuff? Um, do you think that's fair? Yeah, I mean, in that, in in the way that 
these are uh, kids who discover that magic is real and attend a magic university to learn more about it. I think that is that comparison is extremely fair. Um, the magician's novels. Uh, they leave school about halfway through the first book. So it's really a very small part of this journey of these people. Uh, it's mostly about what happens afterwards. Right. Um, it feels to me like that sort of like uh, post-grad dilemma where you're, you're kind of like thrust out in the world and you're expecting the world to embrace you with open arms, but, you, uh, but it's not, you know, and, yeah. and you're forced to really... Uh, look within and see what it is that you have to offer and and what place that you want to have in this world that is um, not doing you any favors. Yeah, yeah. Where are you actually shooting this? Because I know it's set around New York. Are you, are you actually in New York shooting? Uh, unfortunately, no. Uh, I live in New York, so that, that would have been a real <laughs> blessing. Uh, but we're shooting up in uh, in Vancouver, Canada, which it, uh, Vancouver is a really amazing city in that it, it is a bit of a chameleon. It, it can be so many different places simultaneously. Um, and one of the large benefits there is is that we're able to shoot a lot of the outdoor uh, fillery scenes uh, where we go to kind of like a magical land and, and there is so much uh, just extraordinary nature out there. I mean, it, it, you can be in the middle of the city in Vancouver and look out over the bay and just over the water, the mountains just sort of like soar right out of the water. Uh, and I, I've seen some of the most beautiful landscapes out there. And, and so in that way, we're, we're, we're quite lucky to be there. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. It's a, it's a great location to shoot in. There's a lot of fantasy and sci-fi and, and those sort of shows all, all shoot up around Vancouver um, and historically have always shot up there. So it's purely because of, of that. And I know Stargate used to shoot up there quite a lot because you can make it into loads of different planets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. And the crews there are also just like really extraordinary too. And one, one of the best crews I've ever worked with. I, uh, you know, this shouldn't be something that's not normal, but so much of the crew had been like actually reading the scripts and, and becoming invested in the story and then started reading the novels. Right. Uh, and so we had this really kind of magical experience where everyone was sort of guarding this story for themselves and for each other. Um, it, it felt, it felt uh, more collaborative than any uh, other process that I've been a part of for that reason, I think. Yeah. What other shows are you a fan of? Are you a fan of this sort of, of, of this kind of genre anyway, or, or were, is this something that was quite new to you? A bit, yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, The Walking Dead is, is my favorite show right now. And I think one of the best shows ever made in that, like, it does what I hope the magicians can do in that it's a show about zombies, but it's not about zombies. It's about human beings and people being put to to the brink and, and forced to really discover what it is to be human. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I think the magicians, I mean, for me, the magicians' novels do that extremely well. And I think... That is the goal for the TV show. Yeah, I've got a few uh, little quick questions. What's the best? What's the best piece of advice somebody's given you? Uh, the best piece of advice someone's given me. Um, I was just about to graduate college. Uh, from uh, acting conservatory and one of our recent graduates came back in and she said that auditioning is the worst 
can be the worst and hardest thing in the world. But if you change your perspective that that this is, this is the moment that you get to play this character for these five minutes, you get to live this life and tell this story from your perspective and to go in and love it and love it as hard as you can. Uh, that's, that, that's the best advice that I've been given as an actor, I think, uh, as a professional actor. Um, yeah. I think that's gotten me the farthest. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good bit of advice, that. I like that. If you have magic in the real world, like now, what yeah. would you do with it? I'd like to think that I wouldn't do, I wouldn't be frivolous with it. I'd, I'd like to imagine that I would, like, uh, <laughs> use it for, like, social change. <laughs> uh, and, like, you know, be the magician that's solving world hunger and, and ending wars and things. Uh, but who knows? I could, you know, just end up sitting in my apartment, like, you know, ordering Domino's pizza without having to actually talk to anyone on the phone. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm sure there'll be a Ferrari or something like that in there. <laughs> certainly. Yeah, 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 certainly. <laughs> There's a little beautiful about magic. It can, be, it can be expansive and also mundane, you know. Yeah, yeah, that, that's very true. Um, so the last question we usually ask people is, is what's your favorite TV show? But you've sort of covered that with uh, with uh, Walking Dead, I guess. No, I did, yeah. I'm also, this is weird, but I'm a, I'm a huge uh, Survivor fan, the the, um, the reality TV show Survivor. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. I just, I, that's my guilty pleasure. But in that same way, I think for the same reasons that I love The Walking Dead and the same reasons that I was drawn to the magicians, it's like, uh, it's such... Um, an interesting look at human beings within difficult social situations. Yeah, yeah, no, that that makes sense. Um, well, thanks for coming on and talking to me. I've seen the first episode and it's really good, so I'm looking forward to seeing more. Radical. Cool. Thank you very much. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you too. Bye-bye. Bye. So that was the interview with Jason. I hope you enjoyed that. Just a reminder that The Magicians is airing on Five Star on Thursdays at 9pm, so go and check it. Here's the Mayor Date updates. Air date information. We've got a few bits of renewals and cancellation stuff. Criminal Minds season twelve. It's been renewed for twelve. Twelve. Yes. Yeah. Been going a number of years. That. So. I wonder what people will start saying when Walking Dead gets to like season ten. It's season yeah, seven. Season now. ten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose it is. There's only a few more seasons. The thing uh, is, being I know you don't read the comics. Being a comic reader, I know that there's just so much story they can do. Yeah. Still. Yeah, that's true. So, they are reasonably behind. Yeah, so. and the comics are still going as well. So yeah. there's going to be more and more story coming. Yes, yeah, that is true. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Um, should be back some point in October. I suspect that will return, though that's not confirmed. Uh, BBC announced that they've renewed Line of Duty for two more seasons that coming to BBC One. Moving, I think it's on BBC Two at the moment, so it's moving to BBC One as well. Those are all the renewals. A couple of other bits of information. Castle, there's been a number of things floating around about Castle this week. Apparently, Nathan Fillion has signed a contract for the new series, as has uh, Seamus Dever, uh, who plays Ryan. But the show still isn't renewed. <laughs> so there is apparently... Signed up to something that's not been quite... <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it, they, they both signed to say, you know, if it comes back, they will both be a part of it. But um, they're still, I tr think, trying to finalise all the cast contracts before they actually renew the series. So it's looking like there is going to be another series, whether that'll be a full series or a shortened run or whatever it will be. The only other thing we know is Stanakatic and Tamala Jones aren't coming back. 
which was the big news we dropped a few weeks ago. So, yeah, I, are you a fan of Castle? I don't know whether you've watched it. Anymore. I've never seen it. It's, it's, it is very funny. I mean, he's Nathan Fillion, and Nathan Fillion's just mm. one of the most watchable people on the planet. So, I still need to see Firefly. <laughs> Ooh, well, that, see that—that's really what you should do. I the could moment jump a you bit of bomb, this. Yeah. I haven't seen Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, there is a lot of Supernatural to get through. Firefly yeah. is is available all over the place, and is possibly the best sci-fi series ever made. So really, you should go and see that. Yeah. Plus, there's a lot of new stuff coming up for it because it was cancelled. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you've only got like, you know, 12 episodes or something to get through. So, you know, that really, oh, really all? should be. Yeah, it's, it's, oh. it, it was only half a season, basically. So you've not even got like 24 episodes to get through. So it's well worth going to watch. That's a terrible thing to admit on this show. <laughs> um, so... Um, other things might not be getting renewed. Um, the Catch, which is due to start on the 26th of May on Sky Living at 10pm, is looking a bit shaky for renewal, which is rare because it's a, it's a show from um, Shondaland, who are the people that make um, How to Get Away with Murder and uh, Grey's Anatomy and oh. knows how many shows. Uh, so they've had a fairly solid hit rate, but this apparently isn't taking particularly well. So it's looking like it might not make it out of its first season. Still not looking good for Sleepy Hollow, although there was a story I read earlier today which says that Sleepy Hollow is apparently still quite profitable for Fox, or rather the Fox parent company. So that may just edge it on the side of getting renewal. The only problem is that uh, after after they killed off uh, a rather liked character in the show, that rather turned the fans against it. So whether fans will come back Don't if they that. brought it back, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a bit dangerous. So, um, you know, I don't know. don't know what will happen because you, you killed them in the season finale as well. So it's, it's, not, like, it's not like you did what um, Walking Dead did, which yeah, is was sort of, yeah, which is, he's killed them as soon as they come back. So, so uh, same sort of thing applies apparently to CSI Cyber, which is quite profitable for CBS, and The Muppets, which is quite profitable profitable for abc all those shows based on ratings you would not renew them but because they sell quite well overseas and they make they're all owned by their parent companies so they're not forking out licenses for anything and as you can see from that supergirl discussion earlier licenses cost cost a lot of money so so um uh, so it, that actually makes a huge difference uh, if you've got a show that's kind of 50 50 about whether they're being renewed the fact that it's owned by the parent company might actually save it. Um, mm. So don't know. They're, they're still all kind of outside shots, but there may be life in in those in Sleepy Hollow, CSI Cyber, and the Muppets yet. Um, we should have, at some point over the next well this month we should know a bit more about that because there are is there like of, a is there like a final date for things needing to be renewed there is i'll have to go and find the i'd have to go and find a list but the there are what they basically have is the us throughout may runs what they call upfronts um and these are where they present to advertisers and people that are kind of interested in in buying into these shows uh they present what are coming up for their full schedule um So they each have dates set throughout May for their upfronts. They're usually over the course of a week. 
And so really that's the sort of final date because if, if they're going to come back and say, here's our glorious schedule for, for, um, you know, the autumn, they want all their major big hitters and all their big shows in there. And if it's, if it's something that's kind of coming back and they're on the fence about renewing, they hopefully will say at that point, but they don't necessarily have to. You could potentially leave it out of the upfronts if you're still not decided, but really they should be in there. So if it's not announced at the upfront, then there's a fairly good chance that the show won't be coming back, but usually they'll, they'll announce the cancellations around, around that time at the same time as well. So we'll see. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, I'd have to go and find the exact dates, but yeah, the, the, it's at some point in May, the upfront. So, so, uh, in terms of, of new dates for shows, Outcast, which we talked about earlier, that's coming to Fox on the 7th of June at 10 p.m. So that arrives. That's a new show about a young man that's played by demonic possession. It's from Robert Kirkman, who's the guy that wrote The Walking Dead. It looks and feels very much like The Walking Dead in tone, but obviously it's a very different show. But it, the tone no of it zombies. is... Yeah, no <laughs> zombies, but very similar. The uh, there's It also stars uh, Philip Glenister, who plays uh, the, a reverend in this and doing a fairly good American accent as well. So... <laughs> So yeah, it's it, it's a good show. It's worth watching. We've got Wayward Pines, which returns for a second season on the eighth of June. So that's the day after Outcast, actually. Uh, Nine PM. Ah. That's coming. I think they've changed the lead. I think it's Jason Patrick for season two, if I remember correctly. I didn't see any of season one. So, <laughs> so no, I went. I went to watch it and didn't have time. I can't. Remember. I think it was yeah. all like a year ago. So uh, yeah, it would have been. It would have been about twelve months ago. So um, yeah. I, he just he clashed with something for me. Um, so. I did hear that was a mini series. I'm surprised it's got a second season, but maybe yeah. they had other story to tell. Who knows? <laughs> so there's that. There's uh, a thing that I wanted to point out on Sky Arts. Uh, Neil Gaiman's Likely Stories, which is a mini series to come into Sky Arts, which are are written by the award-winning novelist Neil Gaiman, who's written God knows how many kind of sci-fi and fantasy books and stuff. Uh, so uh, 26th of May at 9pm that comes. Nashville, which has moved from More 4 to Sky Living, which I know has upset quite a lot of people because uh, they don't have Sky. Uh, that's coming. Yeah, and it's been on Channel 4 for three years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a fourth season of that's coming Our to time. Guy yeah. Lemming. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's obviously why, because there was some negotiation going on. Uh, June, yeah. that's arriving uh, on, on Sky Living, so that will be back. Went with Prison, season four of that is due at some point in the summer, don't know when yet. Have you seen Went with Prison? No, I, I haven't. Um, I know it's it's sort of a based on Prisoner Cell Block H, which I do remember from my youth, but uh, I, I don't. Uh, I, I've never really appealed to oh, me that show. So. I like I like prison TV shows. Orange is New Black, Prison Break. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. So I don't know whether it's any good or not, but uh, it's quite good. So that's there. And then next week on TV, you've got um, Slasher, season one of that, which is a Canadian co- horror anthology series coming to Pick TV, uh, 10th of May at 10 p.m. that arrives. So that's tonight. Gamora, uh, season two of that, which is an Italian mafia drama, comes to Sky Atlantic. That's been getting some very good reviews. Uh, starts 11th of May at 9 p.m. 
Billions, which is also coming to Sky Atlantic on the 12th of May. It stars Damien Lewis and Paul Giamatti. That oh, has yes, just been advertised, been advertised everywhere. Like 10, yeah. 15, 20 times. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's it was even advertised in the cinema when yeah. I went to yeah, see uh, America. Yeah. And when well, I went to see Batman. It's, it's <laughs> been all over the place. Um, it's a sort of politics and finance drama. Um, mm. It's it's going to be on um, Sky Atlantic. I think it's it's on Sky Box Sets from the 12th of May as well. So um, you can just binge watch your way through the whole lot. But it... it, um, it so lands on, Yeah, they've done that with a few shows. They've done that with a few shows. So they, it's not hugely surprising. 12th of May at 9pm. That turns up. Second Chance Season 1 starts on 12th of May as well on Universal Channel. Um, this was, it's been through God knows how many different names. Uh, Frankenstein's Code, The Looking Glass, it was called. Uh, they finally settled on calling it Second Chance. Uh, stars Robert Kaczynski who, as a corrupt policeman who was brought back from the dead. It's basically a sort of Frankenstein-type story. Its ratings weren't particularly great. I'm not sure whether it's got a second season or not, but we'll see. Silicon Valley season three that returns, which is a hilariously good uh, comedy. That's on twelfth of May at ten past ten. I think it's actually already up on um, Sky on Demand as well, so uh, you can probably seek it out on there. Powers season one, which was a uh, show that came out originally a few years ago on the PlayStation Network, um, stars Shelton Capoli from uh, District was it District Nine and uh, Michelle Forbes. It's about a special police division that investigates superpower cases. That's on the thirteenth of May. White Collar season four comes to the Universal Channel on the sixteenth of May at eight pm. First series error on Sky Living, and then it then it went on to Alibi. It's now on Universal Channel. So if you want to catch up with the White Collar, you can see it there. Locked Up, which is a Spanish prison thriller, comes to Channel 4. The prison show. Yeah, <laughs> prison shows are popular at the moment. Uh, 17th of May, that comes at 10pm. And Manhattan, uh, season two of Manhattan, coming to AMC Global on the 17th of May at 9pm, which is about the Manhattan Project, the American nuclear thing that um, that they had going back in the maybe 40s, 60s, something like that. Um, and that's everything. Unless you've got anything you'd like to add? Uh, I was just going to recommend the Game of Thrones podcast. Uh, as guys that I've been listening to for about a year, they also do a Wolf of Dead podcast. They're called Bold Move. Uh, just search for them on iTunes. You'll definitely find them. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Might have to go yeah. check that out. All right. If you uh, want to find any more information about air dates throughout the week or latest TV news, because um, we're posting a lot more TV news now, come to geektown.co.uk. Um, you can get in touch with us if you've got questions or comments on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at geektown.co.uk you can find us and tweet at us on twitter at geektown or on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown or find us on instagram at geektown uk that's everything we shall see you next week bye 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 Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 